Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. I got a little business to take care of before I answer Mark and Greg, but we have three lines open, 602-508-0960. If you want to grab a line, you can, 602-508-0960. And uh, you'll just be put on hold. Gil will answer the phone, and he'll say, you want to talk to Mark? You say yes, and he'll put you on hold, and then he set, talks to me in my earphones. But i got to tell you about two shops real quick. Automotive Dynamics is in Sun City. Um, he's been around since 1982. I've known Chuck since 1979. He doesn't pay his staff or his mechanics a commission or a percentage of your repair bill. He pays them hourly or he pays them salary. He wants you to know that because that way he can ensure they're not going to sell you something that butters their bread and really does nothing for you. So Automotive Dynamics is on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. Northwest corner, Grand and 99th Avenue. On the other side of town, Blackwell Automotive, 40th Street and Greenway. Tom's been a friend of mine for a very, very long time. We are two peas of a pod. Um, We are twin brothers of different mothers. We both act ornery and 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 say things we shouldn't and, and talk about things we shouldn't. But Tom knows the difference between right and wrong. So if you're in that northeast Scottsdale area, 40th Street and Greenway, then Blackwell Automotive is a shop I would highly recommend you, you use if you don't already have one. If you have one and you've been doing business with them for years and years, you love them, they know you by sight, and you've never had a problem with them, you need to stay there. Let's go to the phones. Mark, you're up first. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. Uh, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Yes, I'm good. Good. Uh, quick question. Um, so I have a 2011 Toyota Highlander. Um, it's a LE model, automatic, of course. And um, it seems like sometimes when I accelerate, I get like a shuddering, almost like if it had a clutch or the, or the clutch itself is, is slipping. But I'm not sure. And it seems to be worse when it's warmer outside so it seems to be temperature affected and over the winter i didn't notice it at all but now that it's getting warmer i've started to see it kind of pop back up on me okay now how many miles are on it Hundred and ninety-five thousand. and that's the original transmission yeah yeah it is all right um obviously you have something that's temperature related Obviously, um, well, I'm, forget the obviously. Transmissions, as they wear, the specifications get wider. The windows get wider. There's problems with vibrations and stuff like that. 195,000 miles represents um, eight times around the equator because the equator is 25,000 miles. So your car's driven around the world eight times, and how many hundreds of thousands of shifts does that recommend <laughs> say it, it has? So um, there is nothing I would do if I were you. I wouldn't change the fluid unless it was burnt. Okay. I'd pull the dipstick. If it was burnt, I'd change it. I'd, change, I'd flush okay. it and do the filter at the same time. You run a small risk, a small risk, a one out of, a two out of a hundred chance that new fluid will cause a, a problem you didn't have before. But I think right. it's worth okay. it. So if you haven't had somebody, I would flush it and then pull the pan and change the filter 
let's start with uh, 10 new quarts of oil and a new filter. It's not going to fix anything, but what you've been mm-hmm. doing is good, and 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 that transmission, it really and truly, it's on its last legs, and and it's slipping ah. a little bit, and that's what you're getting, and and I okay. just say, well, let's try to let's let's see what happens to new fluid. How many times have you serviced it, or do you remember? Well, I've I've it's, this I'm the original owner, and I've only taken it to the dealership for service. So I, I'm assuming that they do the proper checks. Uh, I, I take it to Toyota for the service. So its whole life, okay. it's only been to a Toyota dealership. Okay, and it's okay if you call them and ask them. We all have computers. We all have that. At- boom, boom, boom at the tip of our fingers. So just call up, and, and don't do it on Monday morning or Friday afternoon for obvious reasons, but call them up, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning and ask for service and just say, would you look it up and tell me about transmission services? Uh, my brother said that I, I didn't need to do any transmission services, and but I just want to know, how many have we done since you've been servicing my car? And he'll come back and he'll go, well, we've done two or three. Okay, well, thank you very much. You got what okay. you wanted. Nice little story. Yeah. You lied a little bit, but nobody cares. Gotcha. Okay. Perfect. Okay. All right. Good luck, Mark. Thank you very much. And really, and folks, 195,000 miles on an original transmission. He doesn't have a teenage son. <laughs> I can guarantee you he doesn't have a teenage son. Somebody who just started driving or maybe even an 18-year-old or a 20-year-old young man. Um, but 195,000 miles uh, on a transmission is, is not something that uh, most of us are going to get. I think the overwhelming number of transmissions that we see, including the ones on my personal fleet, are going to be between 90 and about 130, 140,000 miles. So 195 is a big dog. Greg, you're up next. How can I help you? Yes, I have a question about, I have a, I just bought a 2019 uh, Mercedes uh, Spencer van. Okay. It's got, it's got 17,000 miles on it. According to the manual, I'm supposed to change it at 20,000. Uh, I'm having oil change sticker shot on the Mercedes, I guess. Uh, I'm getting any prices from anywhere from... Three ninety to a thousand dollars. Okay. Do you have a recommendation many, to where? Are, yeah, I do. Um, how many miles are on it? You said seventeen. Seventeen. Just turn seventeen five. And and what what was the three hundred or four hundred dollar? Did they did they tell you what that represented? That thousand dollar one? Did it? Did they tell you what it represented? I called the Mercedes-Benz dealer in Arrowhead, and they told me that resetting the uh, computer for and all the other stuff that they had okay. to do. And I, I'm like, all right. okay. You've told, you've told me everything you need to tell me. I'm going to give you the very best advice I can give you. The finest independent auto repair shop that does nothing but Mercedes-Benz is called Goodies. Goodies Mercedes Benz, and he's up in the in the northeast area of town. Goody knows more about autom- or he knows more more about Mercedes, and and not not to mention that when I go see him and have lunch, or when I've been at his shop, he'll have cars in there uh, that I know doggone well are from local dealers, and they're asking him to fix it because he has a handle on the old ones as well as the new ones. And on, not too long ago. Mark Salem's shop made a mistake on a Mercedes that we couldn't get out from underneath, 
and I called Goody and I said, can you help me? And he goes, yeah, I want you to honk the horn twice, yell, I love Goody twice, and then take the negative cable off and put it back on. And and I said, how much is this going to cost me? And he laughed. But really, really and truly, just the other day, somebody called and said, who should I take my Mercedes to? If you don't want to go to the dealer, I'm just telling you, when you go there, you'll understand that's all he works on, and he is an old gray-haired guy that looks like he came out of the 50s, the 40s, and the 50s. But when I call him, he can almost always, with the technical information I can give him, he can almost always tell me how to fix that car. So, okay, that's um, great. He's, he, and I, and, I and as far as... I think, to be honest with you, I think that your oil changes should be in the $100, $125 range. That's all. But in, included with that is part of the inspection. Parse, tires, fluids, belts, hoses, nails in the tires. Um, check the air filters. Check, these, check this. Check that. It's just a, you know, does it need a tire rotation? How are the brakes doing? That's part of the inspection. But there's really no reason. And, and I'd, tell you, I'd like you to do something for me. If at the end of this deal you have the two different numbers, I'd like you to call back the show and just tell me. Remember that 19 Mercedes vans that I had with 17,000 miles? The highest estimate I got was this. The lowest estimate I got was this. I took the lowest one, and and they did everything that the upper one did too. So give me kind of a snapshot and an overview of what happened. We can all learn from that. I'd be more than happy to do that. Okay. Thank you, Greg. Thank you very much. Folks, you can do that with your your Chevys, your Fords, your Hondas, your Toyotas. You can do it with all those kinds of cars as well. Um, it it in Mercedes has a, a, a Schedule A, a Schedule B, a Schedule C. And just the other day, someone called me and said, you know, I, I have a Schedule 4 that I'm due for in my Mercedes, and I'm getting all kinds of estimates and stuff. So I called Goody, and I said, what is yours? And number, I don't remember what the numbers were, but the number he gave me was like one-third of the lowest number this customer had come up with. And he goes, Mark, it's an oil change with an inspection. That's all it is, an oil change with an inspection. I said, okay, okay, I don't do a lot of Mercedes work, That's, but you're my best buddy when it comes to Mercedes. So anyway, Goody's been around a long time. So if you have a Mercedes, I don't care what part of the valley you're in, if you got a Mercedes and you got a big problem, especially the old ones, especially the old ones, because here's why. Goody works on the old ones, but when you go to his shop and I say, show me the old ones, he's got three or four there. I said, where did they came from? And he looks at me and he goes, you know where they came from. And I said, are these the owners that brought them here? And he goes, no, it's the shop that the owner took them to that's subcontracting that to me. I said, fair enough. I understand. So anyway, 602 is the phone number. Our, our phones are wide open, 602 We talk about cars and we talk about oil and tires and stuff. It's really important to understand that... Um, some of you out there, and especially you wives, will know what I'm talking about. The husbands want to—they they want just Chevy parts or Ford parts or Chrysler parts or Volvo parts or whatever. Um, we're not going to change your husband's mind, but I can tell you right now that there's no factory that makes GM parts. There's four companies in the world that make spark plugs, and they brand them and, and put different <laughs> in different boxes. That's all there is to it. There's four companies that make oil: Mobil, Shell, Phillips 66, and Chevron. Every other oil is that got, got one of those in it. Tires. Tires is a good example. There's lots of factories in the United States that make 10 different brands of tires. It's the same tire that's just stamped with a different name. Those are the kinds of things you have to be careful with. I have people that come in and say, I only want Chevrolet parts on my car. If it's a first-time customer, I, I'm going to try to explain to them why that's not something I'm going to participate in. 
because there is no such thing as a Chevrolet part. They buy their motor mounts from China just like everybody else does. Just like everybody else does. As a matter of fact, on the other side of this break, I'm going to tell you a friend of mine who hunts parts backwards. He lives in the valley. He's a good friend of mine. And he, he told me a story about a motor mount. He told me a story about a motor mount. So I'll tell you that story on the other side of the break, which is about three and a half minutes from now. So 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. There's five of them. If you have a comment, then give us a call. 602-508-0960. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy. Rizin Kizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months. And SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin. That's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Introducing the YMCA. What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the Y for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the Y... Someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the why. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that, so while you might think of the Y as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the Y. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair? If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team. And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy. Drug cartels are now targeting children by distributing rainbow-colored fentanyl pills, powders, and blocks resembling candy and chalk. Learn more about how One Pill Can Kill at OnePillKilled.org. Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of uh, 
11 o'clock. I, got, I need to take care of some business real quick, so let me just say, hey, Greg, on your 19 Mercedes, if that's a Sprinter van, Goody called me, and he says, we don't do Sprinters, but have him call us, and we'll refer him to somebody who does. And he says there is a big inspection at the 10 and the 20 and the 30 mark. And he says, and depending on how it's been driven, there could be a lot of stuff on there. And some guys are bid the worst case scenario. And some guys will say, let's just wait till we see the van. So I'm still giving you good advice. You can still call goodies, but they're going to refer you to somebody close by that specializes in Mercedes that uh, doesn't have the dealership level of pricing. Kurtz Automotive is up at I-17 in Bell Road. I've been a friend of Kurtz, and he's been a good friend of mine for many, many years, and I'll tell you why, because he knows right from wrong. The first time I met him, a lady had been told by two different shops that she needed an engine, and Kurt fixed it for less than $100. It needed an oil pressure switch. There was nothing wrong with the motor. So ever since then, he's been my go-to shop. So if you live near I-17 in Bell and you don't have a good repair shop, he's on the northeast corner, Kurtz Automotive. Mike, you're up first. How can I help you, Mike? Hey, Mark. Love to joke. Um, hey. I, uh, I'm going to um, – ch- ch- I got a 5.3 engine, and uh, I'm going to change all the spark plugs and new wires because uh, – uh, should I just use, like, Delco uh, products? When I do that, I think what you should do is you, when you call the auto parts store, you just say, "Give me c- some brands of of, of wires and, and I mean spark plugs." It doesn't really make any difference because um, virtually all of them are made to the same kind of standard. There's not going to be. You could put an NGK, you could put a Champion, you could put a Motorcraft, um, uh, you could put a G, you could put anything you want. Just get something that you you you, you know you you you've heard the name before. Uh, Denso would be a good plug for that, but people associate that with imports. And yes, it's true. It it is a it, it is a spark plug for imports, but there's also Denso spark plugs for Chevy, Ford, Honda, Toyota, and uh, Chrysler. So I, I wouldn't w- really worry about that too much. I would just go to the auto parts store and uh, and ask them what my options are and just find something that you recognize. Right. What 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 about um, um, I forgot the is it the resistors on the bottom? It's got four on each side or something. I forgot what they're actually called. It's part of the. Uh, on the, uh, tune on up the five, also. On the well, the only thing you're going to do on your five three is spark plugs, right? Well, and spark plug wires too. Okay, and, how many miles are on it? Is it, it resistors? It's probably. Uh, I, I bought it used because I put it in a '56 Chevy truck, so I'm going to guess. I think probably like 180. Okay. Maybe okay. one. Yeah. All I wanted to know was, is how did you come to? It needs wires, and if it's got that kind of mileage, then yes, spark plugs and wires. I would just, I would just go into wherever you're going to go, AutoZone, Napa, uh, CarQuest, uh, uh, O'Reilly's, and just say, walk over here to the spark plugs and give me what brands you've got, and and then just if you get a name brand there that you, if there's an AC Delco one or a Motocraft one, then take it. I just wouldn't buy a a, a set of spark plug wires in a plain white box. I just wouldn't do that. I, I would want no, no, it no. to be. Yeah, I don't know. I, I forgot what they're called. They're like little resistors or something right underneath the the, the plug wires. I forgot what they're actually the technical name of those were. Okay, um, I, 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 think, I don't know what I don't know what you're talking about. But buy a tube of a dielectric grease as well, because you're going to put a little bit of dielectric grease inside the boot before you plug it into your new spark plugs. Okay. But I don't know anything about a resistor. Uh, to change the spark plugs and wires, I don't know anything about the resistor. But i got to run. But good luck to you, Mike. Thank you very much. Dave, you're up. How can I help you? Hello, Mark. Hi. Um, I have a uh, 2013 Tundra. Okay. And 5.7. Got 117,000 miles, and I um, 
got to you know change the serpentine belt tensioner and idler wheel. Is uh-huh. there anything I need to be aware of or do while I'm doing that as well? No, take lots of pictures because yep. what's going to happen, you're going to be halfway through it, then your wife's going to call you to dinner, and then your buddy's going to come over, and you're going to start <laughs> drinking beers, and then you're going to forget where everything went. So just take lots of pictures. I, I like, I mean, I don't want to buy the cheapest belt, and I don't want to buy the Mercedes-Benz belt. I want to buy something in the middle. And so I, I, mean, I like OEM Goodyear. Stuff. OEM, there is no such thing as OEM. It comes in an OEM okay. box. I bought, I bought what was on it originally. Okay. So it's a Deco tensioner, and I bought it at Rock Auto. Everything's on Rock Auto. Perfect, so. perfect, perfect. That You did fine. You did fine. I was going to send you there anyway. So so you got Deco uh, belts and, and tensioners, um, and, and, and that's all you really need. Just, just a name brand, but Rock Auto, when you punch in Chrysler, it's going to say, well, here's your Chrysler number, here's your Chevy for number, here's your Ford number, but here's also some other numbers. So you can change. You, there is nothing that says that Chevrolet spark plug, Chevrolet Ford, Honda, or Toyota are better than what we can buy everywhere else. There's no such thing as that. These spark plugs are made by the same company and put in a different box. Okay. 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 Thank you, Dave. Thank you very much. Harold, you're up next. How can I help you? Uh, yeah, Mark. A couple of callers ago, you discussed uh, several things relative to gasoline and gasoline quality. Uh, one question I had is, what's the significance of the term tier level relative to gas? Top tier? It's a, I yeah, think it's what, a market. I think mean? it's a it's a marketing strategy. Doesn't that doesn't that create this perception in your head that top tier gasoline is the very best out there, and it's 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 even a level above premium? Does doesn't it, doesn't it create that perception? Well, top tier they. It's an Arco station, and I think the term applies to all grades of gas they sell. Okay, all right. I believe. I, I, I am I am not a fan of buying gasoline based on the brand. Um, I ran a mobile station for ten years, and and I'll, I'll tell you a quick story, and it's the truth. So help me God. The guy pulls in, and he's, I ordered 9,000 gallons of gas. That's how much a tanker holds. There's three or four compartments, 9,000 of unleaded. So he hooks the hose up, and he starts dumping gasoline in my thing. And he, I said, you sure that's mobile? And he looked at me, and he goes, come here. He put his arm around me, and he goes, and this, this right here, um, I pull up, and I get 9,000 gallons of gas, and then I pull forward, and there's this machine that squirts that much liquid into 9,000 gallons, and he goes, now you got mobile, and I drive away. Okay, so that was an additive, basically, then. Whatever, but how much are you going to get when he goes squirts it in? Even if the nozzle's three inches in diameter, if it's a three second, four second squirt in nine thousand gallons, how much are you going to get? <laughs> like, so you're really, telling me to forget about tier level. <laughs> I'm telling you to buy the cheapest gas you can find, because everybody has a computer. Everybody's computer has a knock sensor. You just you do what I do. My my wife had a supercharged uh, a Jaguar. I told her buy the cheapest gas you can find. Buy it. Every car we own, buy the cheapest gas you can find. The car and the computer and the knock sensor and the injectors and the timing and the, everybody will work together. Now, it might be a difference of one or two milliseconds. That's one millionth of a second. So the burn on something top tier may go from 980 to 981. Who cares? It's just marketing. It's just a matter of let's squirt a little extra juice in this gas and call it something special. 
I hunt the cheapest gas and the cheapest diesel I can find every day of my life. Okay, and also, Mark, why is it that Arizona gas is so much more expensive than other parts of the country? That's not necessarily true. It depends on which window you're looking at. Um, and, I, and, and, and as an example is there's quite a few websites out there that will give you average gallons. Some of them are going to skew those numbers, but Arizona is also place where people come for the winters and when they come for the winters our gas prices um are subsidized by all the people from iowa (laughs) and so so i'm going to sell more gas during the winter because i got all these snowbirds and 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 i'm probably going to be a little bit more expensive than they are in the winter and a little less expensive than they are in the summer but but it's it's very cyclical. The the market is driven by volume and set on sales. So if I'm if I'm running a little short of uh, if I got a bunch of gas in the ground and I'm not selling a lot of it and I'm scared the price is going to drop or go up. If it goes up, I don't care. If it goes down, I need to get rid of that and buy some cheaper gas. That's how it works in the gas station business. And I've been working at a gas station since 1968, and I started at a Shell station at Broadway and Priest in Tempe. And Kevin Nivian was the guy, and I used to order gas for him. And so I kind of know exactly how he played the market, because 9,000 gallons of gas, and if you save, if you make an extra two cents a gallon, that's a lot of money. And that's kind of how they play the game. Nevertheless, my advice has always been, you can't tell the difference. If you go and get Chevron, or if you go get um, anybody else, I'll tell you, I'll bet you, a hundred dollars that you're not going to be able to guess which gas is in there if if I go with you and you tell me which one of the three gases you've driven, what gas is in there. Just can't do it. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Hear the latest reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day. On the Daybreak Insider Podcast, it's top-notch reporting from SRN News, along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories. Available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. (laughs) I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, One more if you're not physically active. Another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio prediabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot, uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. 
I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves. It's, it's their whole family. It brings it all together. We have scars that we carry. And just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit WoundedWarriorProject.org slash not alone. Plenty of people start something great in their 40s and 50s. Getting your retirement savings on track is no different. Go to aceyourretirement.org and in three minutes you'll get personalized tips to help boost your retirement savings. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. All about that demon, all the Welcome back everybody. 34 minutes after the hour at 11 o'clock. Mark Salem. 602-508-0960 is the phone number. 602-508-0960. We've been talking about gas a lot and I just want to finish the conversation then i'm going to go to don in the old days this is a true story in the old days um, i got to to ride in a tank truck and at the time i was working for mobile and uh, i got to go through what we call the rack on 59th avenue in van Buren, and uh, and we pulled in and the tanker holds has three big lids on the top of it has three tanks and it holds about nine thousand gallons of fuel so we pull up and he talks on the speaker and then he pulls forward and this big old hose comes out <laughs> dumps 9000 gallons <laughs> into the into the tanker and then this other thing swings over and you see this hose and it goes <laughs> for about a minute and then that's it and i go what was that and he goes well now we have mobile so the the purpose of this discussion is is that there is no such thing as a tank farm that just has Chevron or Mobile or Shell or Costco, Price Club, Sam Club. That doesn't happen. If you want a higher octane gas, they're going to squirt something inside there to make the gasoline different. That's how it works today. That's how it's been working since the 60s and the 70s. Why, why is Phoenix more higher today than anybody around? It's because we're selling gas like crazy. We've got lots of snowbirds in town. We've got lots of visitors in town. We've got lots of transients in town. And so if I was a gas station and you were my partner, we would raise the price as, as our sales just grew. And we would continue to raise the price until we hit that spot where they, 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 the sales kind of tails off. And then we're going to drop the price underneath that. 
And so we're going to constantly manipulate it. In the old days, we had to take the whole t- top of the pump apart, and we had to lift these little levers and put them in different holes to match the price. Today, they can just push buttons inside the control room and change all the pumps, a penny up, a penny down, five cents up, five cents down. So there's lots of automation in here, but when... I'm telling you, there is no difference in gasoline. (laughs) I'm just telling you, there is no difference in gasoline. When you go to the tank farm, they make it Chevron, Mobile, Shell, Union 76. They make it that way when they squirt some special liquid in there to make it mobile, make it, you know, Arco or whatever. And that's just the way it is. And, of course, the, the price of gas. I don't know, do many of you have the Gas Buddy app or the um, the uh, Upside card? Those t- I use the Gas Buddy app all the time because that doggone um, uh, Chevron station south of the 202, I think it's off of, like, McClintock maybe? McClintock or, or, or yeah, it might be McClintock. Um his their gas prices there on the Indian reservation are 30 and 40 cents cheaper for diesel than anybody around so every time i go to the valley i head south on the 101 i turn go east on the 202 i get off i think it's kyrene i get off of kyrene i go to the chevron station and i fill my truck up so i i know that that there's a lot of you that just put chevron in because that's the best gasoline in the world and chevron is a good company and i do work for chevron but um um I'm not quite sure their gasoline is any different than anybody else's. Don, good morning. How can I help you? Howdy. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I uh, was just wanting to let you know with this new Beamer, um, we do a lot of stuff with a rental car company, and some on the dash, right around 10,000 miles, the, the lights and everything starts going up, going, stop your vehicle, you need oil change, and all this other good stuff. And I've had to go to Tucson couple times for the same scenario and it's like why don't they change it up to like 12 or maybe 15,000 because like you said the oil doesn't make a difference and I know that as well as you do but Don you're you're right and 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 what I would say is is that we just need to to tell people that the color of the light means everything. If it's a yellow light, it's a cautionary light, and it does not mean stop. It right. doesn't mean call a tow truck. It doesn't mean anything. It's cautionary. A red light, overheat light, a red oil light, a red temp light, any kind of a red light on the dash is stop, stop right now, and if you go another mile, you're probably going to toast the motor, and you and I both know that right. happens all the time. Right, sure. But, but this but one guy had a 540 down in Tucson, and all the bells and whistles started going off, and he says, I'm not going to listen to that. You know, so, <laughs> you know, what do you do? Well, you take it's him to the, the bar and buy him a couple of beers, and he's going to be riding with you to I Phoenix he, anyway. I think he'd already had a couple by that time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, folks, if you don't already know it, Don and I go back to um, the seventies. Thirty-five years. Thirty-five. Yep. And uh, and yeah. and we and, and we at the at one time when I when I ran Awatuki Mobile, we had tow trucks, and Don has been in the tow truck since he was knee high to a grasshopper, and uh, and he's the he he can load vehicles faster, cleaner, and without damage better than anybody I've ever met in my life. Plus, he actually has a personality, and he doesn't look stereotypically like your tow truck driver that hasn't cleaned his ears in 400 years and, That's hasn't, right. That's and hasn't shaved. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Take care. All righty. Thanks, Don. 
Um, I have lots of friends in this industry, if you can't tell by now. <laughs> and there's there's enough honoriness. One of these days, we'll just have a show where we all tell how honorary we were back in the 70s and what's some of the fun stuff that we used to do. Um, there was times when tires, you could hardly get them to, to air up on the tire. So we'd, we'd fill the inside of the tire. <laughs> we'd have the bottom bead on, but we couldn't get the top bead on. So we couldn't get the whole tire on the wheel. We got half of it, but not all of it. So we'd we'd fill it with propane, and then someone would stand close by and throw a burning paper towel at it, which would cause an explosion inside the tire, which would then blow the bead up and seat it for you. Every once in a while, that didn't turn out real good. <laughs> so so um, we learned very quickly that that is not the way to inflate it. And in the new tire machines of today, they have a, a mechanism that allows you to air up from the bottom of the bead and, and inflate the tire on the wheel so you don't have to use propane. But... Um, there's it, there's there's uh, there's a lot of gray-haired guys out there that have those kinds of stories, and I've heard it from them. I've not personally been involved in that, but anyway, we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Are you the parent of a two to seven-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. Wouldn't you say it's time for a beauty refresh? Lucky for you, Ulta Beauty's 21 Days of Beauty is happening now. So treat yourself with up to 50% off bestsellers like Benefit Cosmetics and MAC Cosmetics. And say hello to new product launches from Fenty Beauty by Rihanna, Tarte Cosmetics, and so many more. That new you feeling is waiting at Ulta Beauty. But hurry, beauty's biggest event ends April 1st. Shop in-store, online, or try curbside pickup today. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I was not just, you know, working with my physical disabilities. I was emotionally broken. I remember thinking, how did I get here? How? It was affecting me in my marriage. My husband, he didn't know how to help me. He actually called Wounded Word Project. Wounded Word Project had this thing called Couples Odyssey. It was an eye-opener, and it I think it really saved our marriage. They gave us books and resources and tools on how to help us with that. I just love him. I love you, honey. I love you, too. Watching her fight for her mental health, fighting for other veterans, fighting for this family, uh, helped me to fight, too. Well, I always loved her, but 
I love her 10 times more for that. Not all wounds are visible. If you or a loved one are suffering, visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Welcome back, everybody. Today's storytelling time, but before I do that, I need to tell you about Larry Harker's Auto. They're over at 38th Avenue and Indian School, and Bob and his staff are one of the old guys. They've been around since the 50s, 60s, and 70s, uh, understand fundamentally how cars run, spark, fuel, compression, timing, etc., etc. Computerized cars, they all run the same. They all have the same voltage requirements. But no matter if your car's old or if it's new, if it's a motorhome, if it's a diesel, if it's a gas, whatever it is, Harker Automotive is a good place. 38th Avenue and Indian School, and I'm really proud to have them on on my list of, of, of cars repair shops that I can refer people to because they just never let me down. So Harker's Automotive, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the phones, but just I'm going to tell you a funny story real quick um, because Don told me this off the air, and I remember... In 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 the in the seventies, there was uh, Playboy magazine, and then there was Hustler magazine. And in the Hustler magazine, they advertised this BB gun. They, and 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 it, the BB gun, you just pull the trigger, and it just had a solid stream of BBs that went out from it. And and the key there was is that you'd use a one pound can of refrigerant Freon, and you'd chuck the can into the bottom of the BB gun, and then when you pulled the trigger, then the Freon would shove the BBs out, and it was kind of like a machine gun, a, a machine gun BB gun. Well, we got one of those, um, and we had to f- had to get one of our dads to order it from Hustler for us, and we thought, well, if one little can of Freon was good, then what we'd do is we'd make a tank, a Freon tank, and we'd, it had no Freon in it. We'd put compressed air in it, 100 pounds of compressed air, and then we'd hook it to the gun, and then we'd shoot it. <laughs> so here we are. I got the gun in my hand. I got the Freon container in my backpack behind me, and there's a hose that goes underneath my arm. Everyone's standing around, and there's a billboard sign a quarter mile away, and, and we're going to see if we can hit the billboard sign with the BBs because we could hear it. So I pull the g- trigger, and when I pull the trigger, the gun explodes. <laughs> and peppers all of us with hundreds of BBs. Everybody looks like they've got the measles. There's Some of us are bleeding, some of us aren't. <laughs> it didn't work, but that's kind of stuff that we used to do on a regular basis, and I just heard this story. I, I don't have any firsthand knowledge. Pete, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Um, thanks for taking my call. Uh, mm-hmm. Since you're talking fluids, I thought I'd give you a ring. Uh, I have a 2000 Prowler. And um, it, the owner's manual says use only ATF plus four type 9602 automatic transmission fluid. It says you only, use only Daimler Chrysler Corporation standard MS7170 antifreeze. Is any of this stuff meaningful or does it not matter? No, the antifreeze was what color is it? That's all. And as far okay. as the ATF is concerned, Chrysler doesn't make its own. They box it and put it in Chrysler stuff. 
So if you if you if I mean if you got on the internet and you went to Chevron or if you went to Shell if you went to Mobile um, if you went to Philips sixty six and you just said hey my Prowler what it's a it's a Chrysler product my Prowler what transmission fluid they'll tell you what theirs is but I'm not I'm not a big fan of that because when I worked for Mobile um, Mobile when Mobile One first came out can you imagine trying to talk to the gray haired guys in Ahwatukee about a 25,000 mile oil change interval from a 3,000 miles and the oil change went from $13 to $99 that was the challenge we had back then the fact of the matter is is that we learned a lot back then but in your particular case um, Chrysler doesn't make any of that product there they just if you go to Rock Auto and you look that up they're going to tell you well in this application for your prowler if you're going to get Chevron this is the product if you go to Shell this is the product you can do it that way as well okay so if the transmission fluids red as long as I get red transmission fluid I'm good and if it's green well, uh, any freeze well, it's green, orange, or amber, or pink. Mm-hmm. So okay. it depends, and the color makes it, it. The color helps us determine what it is. But the easiest thing to do: where do you usually go to get your auto parts store? Do you go to O'Reilly's or Part AutoZone or what? Yes, AutoZone. Okay, just go to AutoZone and say, I want you to look up specific and tell me exactly which coolant I'm supposed to use and ATF I'm supposed to use on my Prowler. Well, I just they'll to be O'Reilly's able to do that for you. Yeah, be, I went to O'Reilly. I went to O'Reilly's this morning, and they said they don't go back as far as 2000. They only started in the year 2002, and they just said take universal stuff. They wanted me to buy just universal coolant. Okay, I, I'm I'm with you on the universal. I'm with them on the universal coolant. I like universal coolant as well because it's been very clear that they've taken seven color. And, and I'm exaggerating. Please allow me that. They're going to mm-hmm. take 17 colors of coolant and make make them into an orange. <laughs> I'm real happy okay. with that. <laughs> and so, okay. but but the important part is is the interchange the 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 um, flush um, the what I it had it on the tip of my tongue the maintenance length. Look at the at the at the the gallon of coolant and see what it says or get something that says this should be changed every thirty thousand miles, every fifty thousand miles, or every hundred thousand miles, and then yeah, you can adjust from there. I just need to add to them. It's not time to have it um, changed yet. It just need to, I want to add some to it, so I want to add some oh. stuff. And it's and, not orange. And, it's, the stuff in the car is green. Okay. If that's the case and it's green, then I would buy a gallon of green and I would top it off. Now, whatever you're going to top it off with, you need to add 50-50 with water, unless okay. it's it's already mixed. You can buy some pre-mixed, and it's yeah, going to cost you half as much. Okay, if you have that, then you can dump that straight in. So green is green, orange and orange, blue is blue, so forth and so on. Okay? Okay, great. Thank you, Mark. All right, well, you bet. Pete, Kevin, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. <clears throat> BB guns are dangerous, you know that. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> yeah, we would go down to the Salt River and shoot at each other with BB guns and slingshots. So that's my and- story. Oh, no, no, Kevin. Um, I remember distinctly we used to pull our hoods up over our heads, and then we'd wear, like, catcher's masks or we'd w- wear goggles, and we had lots of jackets on. And, and so let me ask you something, Kevin. When you were playing yeah. BB gun, when you had BB gun wars underneath the Goodyear clock on Mill Avenue or on 19th Avenue or 7th Avenue, wherever you were, when you were shooting at the enemy, what part of their bodies did you shoot at? Whatever was exposed. 
Okay, I always shot at their legs because everybody had Levi's on, and it hurt. <laughs> it hurt. Oh, it hurts. Oh, you bet it hurts. We're, we're lucky but we're it, still, we still have both eyes, you know. Well, anyway, I've got a 2013 Ford F100, or not F100. Okay. I used to have an F100, a 65 F100. Yeah. But this is an F150, and yeah. when I bought it, it had 25,000 miles on it five years ago. Okay. And All it right. got sixteen and a half to seventeen miles per gallon at that time. Okay. And now it's only getting twelve and a half to thirteen. I was just wondering any... what would cause that reduction in mileage. I'm okay, driving it no the same. Check... Okay, no check engine lights, right? Nothing. No. Okay. No, and nothing. How many miles has it got on it now? Fifty thousand. Say it again. Uh, uh, 50,000 have only put 25,000 miles on it in five years. Okay. Are are you, um, have you ever, have you ever really gone out and romped and stomped this thing? Oh, yeah, ever... yeah. I, I go up to Payson like once a month and pull my trailer okay. up there and and really okay. push it hard. All right. Yeah, you um, did. The, the only, there's nothing here to says, uh, I, I, I don't know what to, sell you i don't know what to do for you it's a 20 it's a 10 year old car you got you've only you've only added twenty five thousand miles in 10 years and yeah. um and you've lost a little bit of fuel economy and and, and you're at fifty thousand you're not due for spark plugs and you don't have any check oh, engine no. lights which would indicate an, a fuel no. consumption problem so i i no, don't know no. i don't know what to do unless of course your wife's driving it when you're not and she's she's uh racing it i don't know no, no, she drives it very seldom. But okay. I keep the I, I, air filter clean and the oil's clean and the fuel filter says it's a lifetime filter in the tank. Okay, that's uh, what well, the manual it, says. It, it, no, it's not. But um, the the fuel filter in the tank, when it plugs up, then you'll do 61 fine and you won't do 62. And so the, the, it'll okay. restrict the flow of fuel and you'll know it and then you'll do the do the filter. Um <sighs> I, I, no, I, I can can't go, explain I can it. Go 90, just fine. Okay. All right. Now, is this over this this degradation of of twenty five thousand miles, sixteen miles to the gallon? Um, it is this loss is it over a year's period of time? It, because you are going to have a seasonal difference. Because in the winter the, there's more water in the air, so we're going to our fuel economy is going to drop a little bit. And in the summertime, we're going to vaporize the fuel quicker, faster, better, and so our fuel economy is going to get a little better. But we're going to lose a little bit, a little bit in the summer because we're using the air conditioning. So there's all these moving parts. But you pass emissions every time, right? Yeah, it's due for emissions this month, so I'll check okay. that. Well, now, I can I'll keep tell you a record of it between the seasons, also. Yeah, no, winter's going to be the worst miles per gallon, and, and summer's going to be the best mile per gallon. But in, right. in your, the, thing that, the thing that I say don't worry is if you don't have any check engine light, the computer on that truck's pretty smart. So if it sees too much fuel or too little fuel, if it sees, sees, sees too much CO, if it sees too much NOx, it's going to yell at you through the check engine light, and you don't have that. The only other thing, do you have automatic dashboard mile per gallon? Does it say what yep. your mile per gallon is? Oh yeah. Okay, so give me the two numbers. What 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 would it say? Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen? Are those the three numbers you usually see? Uh, not right now. I'm I'm sitting on the back patio right now. I'm not in okay. the truck. Okay. But it's it's about twelve and a half right now. But you know, it's just we're getting out of a really very humid winter. 
and moisture moisture where a lot of the moisture in the air and so we don't have the hot dry air where the spark ignites and blows up the gasoline and we don't have any water to deal with and that's the big issue in the winter time when when we get lots of moisture in the air we have a lot of humidity um uh, not humidity but just moisture in the air and the cold cold air carries more fuel than hot air does so your fuel economy is going to drop a little bit in the winter time because we're going to deliver okay, more fuel to the engine because of the cold air so anyway, thanks. That's thought provoking, but uh, good luck to you. But in the absence of anything else, I, I wouldn't change spark plugs and I wouldn't do any major repair work on it because I don't think I think your problem is more seasonal than anything else. Okay, thanks, Mark. All right, thank you, Kevin. Uh, strictly diesel service and repair, Nate. I'm telling you, Nate knows more about diesels than ten guys I know. He is just the Chevy, the Ford, the Dodge. See, if you've got a Chevy, Ford, or Dodge, and it's not running, and the fuel economy is bad, or you've got a fuel leak, or you've got check engine lights, or you've got engine codes, it's worth a call to Nate. Now, he can't fix your car over the phone, but what he can do is talk to you about it, and he's going to ask you questions. Did you try this? Did you try that? Or what does it do here? What does it do there? Have you cleared the codes? What codes came back? Those kinds of issues. So Strictly Diesel Service and Repair also has a website 24 hours a day where you can go and you can get lots of information about different parts for your diesels as well. So Nate at Strictly Diesel, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, good guy, been around a long time. On the other side of the world in Mesa, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been around since 1970. Brian and Thelma, his wife, Brian and his wife Thelma, come from two families that have been in the gas station and the auto repair business since the 60s in Mesa. Brian came from the Vivian side and Thelma came from the Thompson, Thompson side. As a result of that, or it's the other way around, I don't know, but they came from the families who had gas stations in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s in, uh, in Mesa. So this company and these kids sat around the dinner table um, when they were younger, and gasoline, the smell of gasoline and greasy fingernails were a part of what dinner looked like. But Brian and Thelma at Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is the only shop in Mesa that I can recommend. They're good, they're honest, they have their own towing company, and they're going to take care of your car. So if you're in Mesa and you don't have a shop, then Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is is a great place. He's on Main Street just east of, of Stapley. Main Street just east of Stapley. My email address is mark at marksalem.com. Mark with a K at marksalem, Salem, S-A-L-E-M.com. If you have a question, I, I'll usually answer it. And if you'll give me your phone number, I'll usually call you from my blocked line. Every Saturday, we're here talking about cars. You're always welcome to join us. And if you Monday through Friday, if you have a question or something like that, then mark at marksalem.com. Give me a phone number. And if you get a call three, four, five minutes, 10, 20 minutes later, and it's a blocked caller, chances are it's me. So I enjoy doing the shows. It's a lot of fun, and the interaction is something that I benefit as well because I learn something every day, every time I do a show from people like yourselves. God bless you. Drive safe. See you next week.